Alright, we just going in. Real intro. You know the vibes. Nah, you know this what is I a say. special, special, special a birthday very special episode. episode. Of we got two birthday bitches in the room right oh, now. Oh man, Aquarius and Spi- uh, Pisces. Come on, you yeah. sound like you were going to say a spicy Pisces. A spicy Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> yep, let's go. This is Lil MC. And this is Unlearn the World. And you're listening to Ratchet and Woke. Or is it the Aquarius? Ratchet and Woke. Darius. Ratchet and Woke. Ratchet and Woke. Mysterious. Mysterious Aquarius. Mysterious Aquarius. Oh, nefarious also. That's 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 the name of this episode. That's the name of this episode. Cypher vibes, mysterious Aquarius in your areas. Oh, Ratchet and Woke podcast. Follow us on Facebook, like us, and follow us on Instagram. Email us Ratchet and Woke podcast at gmail.com. Unlearn the world, Lil MC. And we are here with a very special guest. You, you already kind of know the vibes, you already heard her lovely voice, but uh, she has. So graciously come here and bless us with her presence. We just yes. did an amazing photo shoot, and you may know her from Tourette's Without Regrets or all of the millions of other ways that she expresses herself artistically. And she's also been in one of my latest music videos, killing it with some knife dancing stuff, and never shied away of my areola. In fact, she protected my areola. <laughs> the one and only Quinn. But you go ahead and tell us all of your names as well, because I know you have like thirty names. This is completely fair. <laughs> <laughs> and here on Ratchet and Woke with Quinn de la Noche. This is the name I use most often in the circus community because of all the performance art that I do. Um, and then I also do a lot of work as a writer as Cecilia Quinn. So we'll stick with Quinn de la Noche or Quinn for now. That's Tonight you will be Quinn de la Noche. That's okay. <laughs> so tell us a little bit. You know, I, I gave you my mission statement of my relation with you, you know. But give everyone that's listening, tell them what, you know, how you identify as an artist or as a human being, and what your mission statement is as an artist. So I am a multidisciplinary artist, just straight up. I know I've had a lot of experience in a lot of different fields, but I am a performing artist and content creator who aims to create content that seduces and inspires. Ooh. I like seduces Ooh. and inspires. I like that a lot. My whole purpose is to seduce. I, I used to say that I scarouse the world. <laughs> Scarouse. I wanted to scarouse. The mysterious Aquarius scarouses the world. Titillating. So, so my actually, since you keep mentioning Aquarius and all that, yeah. it's weird. It's weird because personally, I never really identified as that because every time I read shit about my Scorpio moon, I was like, okay, no. I uh-huh. definitely feel way more Scorpion. like a Scorpio, Scorpio moon. than anything else. Well, yeah. you know that the yeah. moon is actually reflects what you are internally. You know it the. Your sun sign is just how you express yourself out to the world. This is definitely what I've heard. Um, I, I personally, I like uh, the ideas of it all. I definitely don't see it as like, hey, this is how I live my life. Are you one of those people that like wakes up in the morning and has to look at the horoscope to know how your day's going to be? Fuck no. Okay. <laughs> but I do find it fascinating. I do. <laughs> I absolutely find it fascinating. I do have a subscription to CoStar, since that's like an astrology app a couple yeah. times yeah. that I have and so I kept it on there because there were a couple times I looked at it and was like fuck you yeah cause it's right right <laughs> it's so spot on some days oh, like, and then there are other days where I'm like this makes no like sense. I feel personally attacked I do kind of get annoyed so it's like it's always kind of like imposing the current times onto you it'll be like it's a tricky time, we know, with, you know, and they're just kind of implying that they know about COVID, and it's like, you're supposed to be, you know, giving, projecting from the stars. You're not supposed to be knowing. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about my suffering. political situation right now. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry you, about my lockdown right now. Like I need you to. Nebula. Why <laughs> I need you, you to tell me, me what Sirius A and B is doing right now. That's, That's what real. I need you to really do. But aside from astrology, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on that because I feel like this is like a half hip hop podcast, half me just spewing astrology nonsense. <laughs> no, it's, it's a whatever podcast. Yeah. But as an artist and you, you tell everyone like a little bit more about what types of arts you do because you kind of, you know. You're a performance like, oh, artist, yeah. right? I start in theater. Okay. okay. So straight up, I did a lot of work in martial arts early on because I actually used to teach uh, in my teens. And what style points. of martial arts did you uh, do? Taekwondo. And yes. Fist bump. Yeah. Taekwondo. So it was a Korean-based martial yeah. arts. And then later in life, I realized that I honestly got just a passion for just any kind of physical movement, physical expression. Because for me, art is deep down 
the perfect form of human expression. Mm. It is the way for us that we can all just dive into the things that wreck our minds and then be able to treat it in a beautifully therapeutic process. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if you feel like I'm a fucking stab a bitch, you're not actually going to hurt someone, (laughs) but it's awfully tempting to rap about just wanting to rip their face off. Yeah. Right? Just like you yes. might do, you oh, like know, a, a dance No MC nice. has a lot of bars like that. Well, actually, <laughs> actually funny, when we were doing things like in theater and whatnot, like for me, I started out doing like martial arts and painting, and then I got into Shakespeare. I've often referred to him as like being my first boyfriend because I mm. just fucking love it so much. That sounds like a band name. <laughs> Shakespeare's my first boyfriend. Ooh. No. That's, that's a band name. <laughs> that's a song name. It's that's a song name. name. It's a name for everything. Oh, it's, you're welcome. You're all welcome. <laughs> but okay, so as a performance, I don't want to cut you off, but as a performance-based artist, what... Yeah, so I've usually, like, these days I offer services, anything from uh, art modeling to burlesque entertainment to circus performance, specifically catering to weapons flow. So I got into a lot of fire spinning mm. because you can use bullwhips and you mm. can use nunchucks and you can use swords these are my favorite things like you would be the only <laughs> nunchuck user left in the world I love fucking nun- well, what that sound really weird I love fucking nunchucks <laughs> <laughs> so, she's also kinky so, there we go it's about the right size but I'm like no hey. whoa that could, that could be an act if someone like puts a nunchuck in their pussy Dude, and like swings it around oh yeah, my god that would be that I would pay top of, dollar like, for that inch dicks I would totally play with those and turn them into fire torches <laughs> I'm doing wait, that. wait, 12-inch dick nunchucks? What are we doing? <laughs> no, she would put the dick in there and then no, the other one. Actually, dude. <laughs> anyway, so it's, it's one of those things where I just love nunchucks. I don't know why it stuck because the thing I loved playing with most when I went to martial arts competition was the hand style forms. What does that mean? Oh, it's, it's, it was freestyle. So you had to do a full form from start to finish just with your body. You didn't use weapons at so all. So it's like it a like gymnastics a floor routine? Only they were traditional sets of practice techniques. So you'd be doing like, you'd be pantomiming the motions behind taking somebody and then smashing their head into your knee and then you go off and then pose. Oh, okay. And so... <laughs> sexy murder dance. Yes, it yeah, was basically like a sexy kata. murder dance. Is that what they called it? Like a kata? In yes, the so martial art world, it's a kata. I don't know. It's like a form. Some will call it a kata, oh, yes. Yeah, 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 see? Yeah, so kata is, uh, and yeah. It's, it's been years, so <laughs> there are some terms I'm not as privy to. However, that's how I got into performing, because mm. I used to love seeing if I could make the judges wince. Like, so I remember I had a sibling and I, we would both like tag team going, okay, so how are we going to make them get uncomfortable so you're kind of like me because i feel like my whole brain is like shock value and i've tried to kind of like reel some of that in yeah. so i think that's why i was always drawn to i used also. to go to i used to go to little mc shows where you would freak people out and they would literally like go and it's, try to grab a beer and out. then you call them out like yeah go run <laughs> like i'm like okay <laughs> yeah. there's this uh, combat instructor i had a few years ago where he would say that the perfect mentality to have if somebody is stalking you is just remember very, very clearly, I'm not trapped out here with you. You're trapped out here with me. Warshak! Ah, Warshak from yeah. Watchmen, yeah. <laughs> I just saw a trailer for a movie. There was a trailer for a movie that's coming out that they used it for the whole movie. Mm-hmm. That was the theme. That whole really they, they, like clip? one of the one of the actresses was saying, "Oh, you don't understand. He's not trapped in there with them. They're trapped in here." Like it was word for word. Yeah. What Warshak said, but they're using it as pretty much like the premise of the whole movie. Ooh. Yeah, I gotta remember what the name of the film that was, but I that's have it. To check yeah, out. <laughs> Rorschach is one of my favorite superheroes, and I that totally resonates. Oh. And it's a good thing because I was talking to one of our friends of the show, Little Flower Nasty, because she always gets in situations where people are fucking creepy to her. And I always like, you know, say maybe it's because you just look, you're so sweet, but I know inside you, you have this like, you know, you're a boxer and you could like, you know, rip someone's head off and stuff. And I think it is kind of like <laughs> that demeanor of just being like, you want to fucking stalk me? I'll stalk you back, bitch. You know, like, <laughs> Going crazy actually, on sometimes it. Sometimes I'm not even sure if it's exuding it that harshly because that is definitely the huge red flag. Like if you see somebody cursing out, just going like, I'm just going to kill my ex-husband and she's like walking down the road, like you're not really going to want to fuck with her at that point. Yeah. But I'm talking about the calm. Like, you know, I ever heard of those like things like goddess vibes like when you reach a woman that's like she's just you can tell she's a queen 
and you see some men that are like this too, mm. but they just have this sense of absolute calm around them. They're yeah. not worried about being caught out in that alley because they just know. Mm-hmm. So that makes people, you're saying that makes them less likely to attract predators if you have that kind of energy. I feel like on some level, like, like for instance, as much as I would personally love for things like rapists to no longer exist right. or murderers to no longer exist, the fact is nature is chaos. There mm-hmm. will always be predator versus prey on this planet. Mm-hmm. At least the way I perceive it and the way we've all perceived things to be. Yeah. Like if you ever watch like, oh, I'm going to set this chipmunk free. Chances are, as soon as you walk away, some eagles swoop down and kill it. But yeah, you know what? That's an endangered <laughs> eagle. <laughs> the eagle. Eagle or chipmunk? What do you, yeah, what so, do you yeah. do? So you want to make sure that on some level, like, you're not going to attack a cat. Like, a cat would... Like, it can be adorable. Mm-hmm. They're so sweet. They're going to murder your fucking face off, though, if you yeah. fuck with them. Yeah. Rabbits, cat energy. Rabbits, as much as I love rabbits, I'm like... Sorry, you're kind of See, bad. I think I give off this vibe. <laughs> I, I think that's my vibe. You totally give off that vibe. <laughs> I give off, yeah. that, that's me. And, and you yeah. really Holy don't shit. like to be disrespected. And as soon as someone disrespects me it's in a slight a way, problem. I can't really even bad. tell him relax. I'm, I'm working through it. I'm, yeah. I'm in therapy. I'm working through it. And so, I'm a variance. Yeah. Like, I, I'll say uh, things without intentional, like, with, it literally with the best of intent and it'll come out sounding really offensive so I've learned to like hone that in but like that together where he's really prone to feel disrespected and I'm prone to insult people <laughs> it's resulted it's in it's a so- powder keg <laughs> that's actually that actually reminds me a lot of for instance how you portray yourself on social media Mm. yes so so I think that a lot of people especially fans when they reach reach out to you they don't realize you are not actually everything you post online or the artist or your artist image you know like that's your artistic like for instance a lot of things that I get uh, noticed for online or for any modeling photos and that's pretty much the thing that gets the most likes and Mm -hmm. I understand that that's just how the algorithm works at this time with people that follow me however what you were just talking about like prioritizing things like therapy and prioritizing learning to check your emotions everything I post at least I know that I have a lot of issues with regard to practicing healthy mental health practices like i'm yeah. trying to put that in my own life because i've told you before like i'll just say i've had a background in a certain cult and that one has like traumatized <laughs> <Okay>. me irrevocably someday we'll get the inside scoop we'll, get, not the today. Scoop. No, we'll today. get the inside scoop at some future time yes. so stay tuned on future ratchet and woke podcast you've got an incentive here um but what i'm saying is that i have never felt so whole since i started doing therapy for myself and so each post you put online part of you thinks like well should i be promoting my brand like what do you how how are you or like your mental health you're you're trying to you know support people Mm -hmm. in tending to their own mental health or do i post something that's art related and modeling which i know is going to get more attention and more interaction i think that creating a balance is key it is so absolutely important to try to figure out okay am i portraying myself accurately like you actually want to make sure that who you are online does accurately reflect who you are yeah. because when somebody eventually follows you long enough like I've definitely been fans of people and then I found out they were a racist and I'm like oh I kind of wish I knew that ahead yeah <laughs> <laughs> totally like some of your favorite comedians and shit yeah just like, and I'm like, oh, now I can't like your comedy anymore because you're a fucking perv like, yeah, yeah 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 it and it's like honestly like there's a difference between liking art versus liking a person like 100%. I, but see, I think that that's the problem is that we're in this world now where we've literally removed the fourth wall. So like what we see in, on a screen, just through the virtue of that platform of experience, mm-hmm. we're, we, we perceive everything to be entertainment. So even if it's somebody's real life, it, really it hits our brain like it's entertainment. So we no longer... We're so separated. That's why when you see somebody in, in, in real life, so a car accident or a fight, people are more inclined to take out their cameras and then record it yeah. than to actually interact because we see every, our reality is now perceived through the screen. Yeah, this is totally how we're perceiving right. things. Yeah. Is, Especially uh, since things shifted. It's like, um, like, for instance, when COVID struck like our entire community, a lot of people didn't realize how big a shift it went to online. Yeah. Like people are already online a lot. Like we all know that. Mm-hmm. But I think, what was it, like 10 million Americans were out of work? That's 10 million more people? I don't know the, like, the stats. I think the stats were like, it's about that many were immediately out of work within the first month of COVID hitting. Uh, and so that many more people were able 
check online. I'm not saying everybody had access to the internet, but just think of how many people are now looking for something else to focus on or trying to actively use internet to find other jobs. Or yeah. like you like, can network. Like I, yeah. I was just speaking on this, like I just I just got into clubhouse and at first I thought I was kind of <laughs> lame, but now I'm like, dude, this is fucking dope. Like I can sit here and listen to like Lupe Fiasco or King Los was like going off on a rant to all these like yeah. people on yesterday and I was like <laughs> or like you could listen to CEOs and execs of like Empire Records or like psychologists or like all these people you have access to but it's like if yeah. you were back in work and COVID wasn't around like people would be working and not able to sit in a clubhouse room for three hours seriously and you can't yeah. even like become a speaker and get to the point of interacting with these people that are moderating the rooms like these higher ups unless you're there for like two hours yeah. And you want to because then you get there and you're like, yo, I have a question. You you do sync licensing for movies and that's what I want to get into. And they'll talk to you and then you can like have a contact, you know, like actually someone that you can network and have these yeah. like really dope opportunities. But you have to be able to invest not so much money, but time that beforehand nobody really had because yeah. we were in an office. Yeah, you know? exactly. Working Hamster away. Wheel. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm kind of curious to know if you don't mind me asking a question. So when you realize you found uh, that try that it, that collective of people how did you feel being able to get access to those kinds of conversations like how did how did that change in your mindset well I thought it I mean I don't think I think this is gonna be at some point the whole platform of clubhouse is gonna change okay right now it's kind of like still kind of secret and, and exclusive, right? Because you have to be yeah. able... Someone has to invite you to be able to do it and you have to have an iPhone. Oh, sorry. What I meant specifically was how... Mm, let me think how to put this. <laughs> so, when you realized you had more time to be able to look for things at Clubhouse. Oh, okay. Like, how did that make you feel being able to pursue that? To be right. able... The freedom and autonomy yeah, the, to... Yeah, to be able to go out and reach out and learn more things in that avenue. How, so, I personally, like, when COVID started, yeah. like, there was that phase, I think, that everyone was in. We're like, we don't know if things are going to go back to normal. In a week I know, it was like a vacation. Yeah. Like, it was hell of so vacation. I was like, vacation. Vibes. And then I went to a phase of just being really fucked up for a long time. And that's when I got sober. And then finally, like, life got together. And I now I kind of honestly... I'm not really mad at the situation because it gives me time to like learn a language and like learn how to make beats and like make more music and mm-hmm. so it does give just me just enhance time. yourself like, yeah. do the self work necessary to like you know even if things do come back to some semblance of normal or right. whatever we perceive it to be you, you, you feel better about life and you're able to navigate these spaces that you've been kept from this long you know and what I'm like, saying we were in traffic all the time driving from place to place yeah. event event class to class like I was always so busy like and I was always in the car and I was always just like and like now it's like yo I'm just teaching from my couch like I'm next to my kid like even though I wish she was in school like there's just a lot of positive benefits to it Mm. Um, but you're still in a way it's kind of funny that we're just as busy just as busy I'm just as busy it's really crazy that's happened like I've known some people that they're actively like looking for things to do and are desperately bored or just lacking connection so I realize like when it comes down to trying to find that connection that's actually something I started paying attention to a lot more when it really hit our community because I realized the content I'm putting up is just pretty picture, modeling pose. I'm like, I'm honestly. <laughs> Do you post it with that voice though? Hold on, hold on. Do you post it with that voice? That talking pictures. No, literally, I'll go model face. There you go. <laughs> I like how you talk, kid. I'm gonna put you in the talking pictures. <laughs> no, I, I just that's funny. Um, but I realized I only want to post things I enjoy just as much. And I realized I'm honestly bored with the kind of modeling I often get pitched for. Okay. I'd rather try to find things that enable more human connection. And the thing that is, like if I could honestly do anything, when I'm old, all I want is to buy a church, convert it into a theater slash filmmaking house, Okay. With a sex dungeon in the basement, <laughs> and, then we, and then what we do? Wait, everybody, wait, every little girl asks for. <laughs> no, that's, that's all I want. I would like to own property so I can have a place. So but why does it have to be a church? Just to kind of be a slap in the face, like because ah. of the architecture. Let's just say cult reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to build it myself. This is fiendish. Um, so anyway, so when it comes down to making those connections. So, like, during COVID, you know, like you were kind of touching on, most people, or I wouldn't say most, there's there's kind of like a split. Either some yeah. people have, like, found the opportunity to create and connect with people on these different platforms like we were talking about, and then there's people that have, like, literally begun losing their minds, and so how have you maintained your, like, balance level of 
you know, mental health or if that is even I the case for you. I know for me, it really boiled down to this is the perfect opportunity to get my shit together. Yeah. Because I realized that at, while yeah. things, right before COVID hit my town, I know that I was still just doing the same exact thing. I was still just getting ready to choreograph new burlesque numbers. I was getting, I was reaching out to other people to see if I could book in other cities. I was managing a tango studio at the time. Ooh. I was, which I was fucking loving learning more about Argentine tango and getting to learn more Spanish so I could go Ooh. to Argentina someday and flirt with all the dancers over there. Like, <laughs> I had plans. So. <laughs> I was on the move, baby! Yeah. And then everything shut down. I'm like, well, okay then. I had to take a step back and I literally just stopped posting content for a while because I wanted to go okay so what am I adding here how how is this making people feel and I actually around the time COVID hit I started working for a marketing company as a writer because they read some of the stuff I was posting online with my modeling phones and went wait we actually really like your words like have you thought about writing as a job and I'm like uh yeah I actually have so uh so I started writing more about the psychology of marketing and I've been doing that for so many many months now um, and so that made me think, okay, how am I making people feel with this picture? What am I doing with my stories? Because stories, as you know, you know, you post something, IG you post stories. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So in order to stay relevant, like in marketing in general, to make sure your social media platform goes up, you need to make sure that you are posting content, ideally like three times a day. I don't have time for that shit, though. That's a yeah. like, I am that's not. a big ass. I mean, on your story, <laughs> not on your regular post. And that's what I've been doing. So I decided to switch instead of making sure it's on the post there plus stories. Yeah. I'll personally maybe post two, three times a week. Like, I don't want to do any more than that. Personally, I feel it's kind of, it's kind of excessive because I actually don't like being online that much. But all my work is online. So. Yeah, no, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. It's um, struggle life. Not yeah. wanting to be online, but having to be online. But in a way, you just... Find a way to make it fun. Kind of like if you don't want to mow the lawn, you're like, well, I'll dance while I'm I do gonna, it. Exactly. I'll put on headphones and I'm going to yeah, shake my ass while I'm doing it. Yeah. You know what's <laughs> interesting? As you guys are talking, you know what it just occurred to me is like, attention is the only currency, right? Mm -hmm. What we pay attention to and what we agree to is pretty much the only thing that establishes any sense of value. So because attention is, only, is the only currency, how much people are willing to watch you is what determines your worth in this particular space, mm -hmm. right? How much of their day do they want to dedicate to you? With their favorite TV shows, it's maybe a half an hour. Maybe they binge watch something. It's the, it's worth the, that much. So you have to kind of recognize, like, how much how much real estate do I want to occupy in somebody's life? And then when you yes. start to review it that way, you, you start to really kind of shift how much you want to give, right? Mm -hmm. Like, do I really want to occupy a whole hour of time to somebody's life with an album? <laughs> right. right. Like, do I, I mean, because that hour for them is like 70 hours for you. Also. It's a lot of time for it's that. You know what I'm saying? It's also a really like, good, I'll say a constitution check because I'm a huge D&D &D nerd and I'm like, uh -huh. hey, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. You oh and Jamie my. are like the same person. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lord I, miss, the Rings. I miss oh no Lord Cold of the Rings is like my favorite Dungeon thing the no if I if I when I eventually get tattoos because my skin is a virgin canvas um, she has no tattoos or piercings I, this is true oh, just hit I'm me up people <laughs> oh yeah you guys are yeah. both virgin skins oh my god yeah that's, that's I'm, really I'm a precious. skin virgin yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna stay that way <laughs> hey. so it's honestly I've been that way for so long I honestly really love the reaction when people find out <gasps> Had any I know you kind of should. I feel like you so shouldn't like, have any. Because then they start asking like the real creepy questions, like, "Where would you get it?" Yeah. <laughs> if you could. Honestly, if I'm going to spend money on tattoos, you know what I'd rather buy? Mic equipment. I'd rather buy loopering machines. I'd rather buy bass guitars. I'd I know it's expensive as dude. I'd it rather really buy is. filmmaking software. Totally. Cameras, like I would yeah. rather spend money on that than a tattoo. I want to start making. Films, but the dude. thing is, like a tattoo is like you're. It's like you're expressing yourself with art permanently on your body, and that's the. Because I didn't get this tattoos until later, and I was like, you know what? Like I like changing my body because it. it like I like cut, dyeing my hair different colors all the time, and I like adding piercings, and I like wearing weird stuff, and I like doing my makeup weird because it's like a way for me to like show like I'm express. My body is the art, 
And so when people see me, like I'm like choosing how you see me, you know? Exactly. And so that's why I like You're taking autonomy back. You're taking some sort of, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, ownership of your sovereignty over your, over your personal space. Like there's some things you can't change about yourself, you know, but like that's something something beautiful about that though. Like there's something beautiful about finding out what is your, your personal true vision of yourself. Hell yeah. So like, for instance, there's some people like when it comes to choosing, what's your name? Some people say, what's my legal name, my, my government name, my stage name. For me, I'll say, like, what's my true name? I'll say my true name is this. But to me, a true name is what you choose. Mm-hmm. So did so, you change your name legally or no? No, I've never okay. changed my... I've always had the same name. I've just never projected it to the public. I've always used a nickname as kind of like a placeholder. Because mm-hmm. I honestly didn't feel like I deserved to have my legal name. You didn't deserve it? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? It's, so it's, it's like, I, I, it was, it's been a weird thing knowing that I've grown up as a person of color, but I wasn't really allowed to think of myself that way okay. growing up. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like in order to be taken seriously, I had to have like a less girly sounding name that was in honor of the matriarchs in my family. And Wait, so I, what does that have yeah. to do with the uh, person of color? I'm just... Oh, yeah. So like my mom's Puerto Rican, okay. for instance, or of Puerto Rican heritage. And mm-hmm. so like she wanted to name me after the grandmothers. And that's the name that I have, and I projected at the beginning of the episode. My name happens to be Cecilia, and that is the name that my grandmother has. Um, but I've never told the public that that was my name. I always went by a nickname, Krista. Okay. And then was that a like, nickname even used as a child? Huh? Or was that a nickname used oh, as no. a child or uh, as an adult? No. I actually, as a child, I grew up being called Sissy. Oh, so you have Which I names. did not like because it was always said in con in a condescending tone so like oh no you're a girl that's your sissies yeah. and I'm like mm. so I started hating being female because it's associated with weakness. weakness yes and so that's something I was taught it's something I believed for a very long time until it's I it's crazy how we're conditioned yeah. in certain like the most subtle things yeah and so for the longest time I identified as a gender fluid actually because I'm like but I like both like what's wrong with both like yeah. Um, and so, for instance, there'd be days where I felt more like a man, and so I'd actually I donned that more often because that's what felt true for me at the time. And uh-huh. these days, I since not dating anybody for a while, I've decided to really just try to learn more about my roots, and that's made me essentially feel more at home within the skin I was born in and within the gender I was born in. And again, I do not want to say that that's wrong for anybody else. So if somebody says, hey, I was born female and I do not identify with that, I'm mm-hmm. like, I am so happy that you've come to that realization. Like, I will, yes, no, he, what's your name? I will respect your pronouns. Everybody, respect their fucking pronouns. So they then, fucking deserve it, you know? Speaking of identity, so like, there's gender identity, <laughs> there's sexual identity, and I think yes. there's like a lot. And I, I but you th- have to figure out what that is for you. Right, and I key. think that I can understand people's confusion with it, mm-hmm. totally, because I'm still, like, I, I feel like sometimes I still have my own research still to do, not that mm-hmm. I'm not accepting or anything like that, I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck my sexuality <laughs> would be, like, I hump chairs and stuff, you know, oh, so yeah. like, he hates it. <laughs> I'm like, pansexual, you know? But I do think that there's like yeah. a level of like, you know, it, it it's not until recently that this became, you know, broadly known, I guess. Well, it's, um, it's amazing, again, what the internet can do to allow people to connect. Because I don't really think that these are new topics. Like, for instance... It creates these micro-communities of safety. Yes. Where people are That's allowed to it, be yeah. their most authentic selves. Now it's more mainstream, whereas you before know? it was like you had to really go be seek out this information. Where now it's yeah. very... Yeah. Well, at least, at least within Western America. Because yes. if you yeah. think about it, like the Native American population has already identified with multiple genders since before the colonization happened. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Like they, they identified two, two-spirited souls. And they were actually considered to be like holy shamans. Like it was an incredible honor to be two genders or not a gender at all. Like uh, what's, what's the term? That they... Two-spirited? That's the one. I no, uh, androgynous. Well, that's actually just another... That, that's a term to say that someone looks uh, like they could be either right. gender. It doesn't okay. actually have anything to do with one sex. Got it, got it. And then there is, like... I forget which island it is. I want to say Samoa, but I could be wrong. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. one of the islands that... And they also recognize three different genders as well. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, biologically male, mm-hmm. but you identify as female. And they were really renowned yeah. as, like, you know, one of the elites. And they would, like, take on, like, the motherly roles and be, like, the head of the matriarch of the family. So it's like, this isn't, like, a new... No, it's really... Thing. I think it just and recently it's, uh, re-emerged. I remember there's a book I read uh, a few... I think it was a couple of years back. I found this book called Born, uh, Born Both. 
Close by Hida Villaria, and it's an amazing autobiography about this person who's intersex, because there really are not two sexes. Technically, there should at least be three. There's female, male, and intersex. Well, which don't they say the, like it's a spectrum? There is absolutely, you know I mean? so there's a difference between sex and gender. Yeah. So there's, so gender, let me see, what was the definition? It's gender is how you feel. And sex would be what you're biologically born with, I think. Again, it's been a little bit since I last spoke with somebody about this, because again, quarantine, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, and it's a lot to understand, and it's okay yeah. if we don't have all the but, information. But it's so key to work. understand that there is a difference between the physical, the biological sex and the gender you identify with. Because there are, for instance, trans men and trans women who have who never got the op. And personally, I think it's incredibly rude to even ask if they had one. Because that's, that's personal. Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's like if somebody, like, that's if, like what kind like of, if, besides um, dick you got or something. Exactly. It's yeah. like, hey, I just met you. So what's your dick size? Yeah, no, that's insane. Like, <laughs> who, that's, who, that's, who does that? Are you post-op or pre-op? It's like, bitch. <laughs> like, like, that is my business. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, that's we're, crazy. I, 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 it really boils down to find out what works for you. And... Um, it's, it's just so key. But then there's also sexuality. There's like gender yes. expression, your biological... Now, sexuality sex. is something I'm still fucking aware Right, about. so I actually <laughs> want to talk to you about this because hers is very interesting. Okay. And it was actually on my topics to talk about. I still clear. haven't met do anybody tell. that is sexually attracted like I do. I'm, I have not met anyone. Say again, say that one more time. Do what tell. you just said. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, what's wrong with being a ratchet? No, what you were just saying. Oh, um, darn, I lost my choo-choo. Mm. Oh, <laughs> You're not sexually attracted to anyone. No, that, that would technically be asexual. My sexuality is, I'm still trying to You said out you've never met someone that you've been sexually attracted oh, to. Oh, I see. So I've never met anybody who has been sexually attracted the same way that I am. So, for instance, I would identify as demisexual because I am more attracted to an emotional bond I formed with somebody. Okay. However... <laughs> I also experience intense sexual attraction with people who just embody a certain kind of like I don't know predatorial spirit. Okay. Like it's weird. I have to check myself if I'm like, like oh, I'm sexually attracted. I'm like, uh oh. Like the like I you're just att- you're attracted by like the fact that they'll eat you alive or something. You're like well, it's more like, like I, two I, I dragons. Know, it's, it's more like honestly, like my ideal partner would be somebody I'd think, oh, I'd like to get married someday, and know that that person loves to be pegged. She and wants devil's that. threesomes. Like, I would love to know that is they're it, so open. So is a devil's threesome different than a regular threesome? I'm sorry. I ident- So what I'll say is there are threesomes, and there are different kinds of them. Okay, elaborate. So devil's threesome would be male, male, female. You, The one that you'll never do. Got it. <laughs> and Clear on that one. And then there's the other threesome, which is the one where you have two women, one man. And uh-huh. then you get to more where you, if you add more people, then it forms into more of an orgy. Okay. And then you yeah. get up trans and not, or like, you know, so, like maybe like non-gender, I don't know, like, they like, could be like, 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 for instance, if you, if, like, that would be a specific one I know I would like because I know I have not gotten to have that yet. So, of course, it's on my brain. But it's what not kind, like wait, a... What kind of threesome is... But honestly, honestly for me, it's like, like... if there's a trans person that... Was oh, it specifically shit, yeah. male or, or... I don't know, you know? Like, Sorry, if there's what? a they. So, if you, you know, you have a devil's threesome that's two men. Yeah. Male okay, so I, I would actually like to fi- use a different way of uh, explaining yes, that. Please. So, instead of saying you're even focusing on trans, I'd say it would be nice to be able to have two dicks... Inside me, at some point in my life, that would be great. I don't care if it's with, you know, two men, or if it happens to be man woman who happens to have a strap Extra on or the one, other okay. one. I'm yeah. like, hey, it'd be nice to be able to just penetrate the penetration, double penetration, yes. double penetration. And then I'd like to be one of the people doing the penetrating at some point on the man. Yes, she specifically that. I'm like, okay. I want to know that this is something that they love, but I also want to know that in the dynamic we have, I am the queen. Yes. I don't, I'm not a side bitch. Sorry. I don't do Ah, that. okay. So, yeah, so I don't do hookups. I don't do that at all. I'm only looking specifically to date and know I'm the queen or we're not, we're not, don't waste my time. And then, so my question <laughs> to you also was this. So you said you're yeah. demisexual and this coming from someone who is one of your artistic forms of expression <laughs> is a burlesque dancer. So your yeah. art is like you're trying to sexually arouse people purely based on a physical 
experience. So, yeah, like, for instance, I know so many people who do burlesque. Like, so But many you don't people. actually watch Every, burlesque and get turned on if you never. don't know the person. Like, I don't actually, it's not sexually arousing to me. It's just like, oh, this is beautiful. It's like, oh my god, I love your fierceness. It's like, I feel like a cheerleader more. Like, I don't, I'm absolutely not sexually aroused. I've never been sexually aroused by a burlesque performance. But have you been or sexually aroused by anything? someone doing, like, spoken word piece okay, that's really so, emotional? So, <laughs> so, I almost, I Yo, almost reached out. I have a dream me. speech is getting all right. <laughs> okay, there were a couple times. Oh, yeah. I will say I was sexually aroused during watching a couple performances. One was a slam poem. Okay. It was like, oh my God. The way it was portrayed, it was like a monologue. Mm-hmm. It felt yeah. like I was watching a Shakespearean piece. Because as I mentioned before, I fucking love Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way he delves into the psychology of people. And I love really fucked up psychological stories. No, Shakespeare so, is so dope. He's like the, like the soap opera of... I mean, he invented language. Like, well, okay, I don't even want to you know say he's like the he, best of his time. Because honestly, he words. wasn't. But I love so so many of the stories. And I've, and I've acted in a bunch of his yeah, plays as well. Just, um, he's the goat. He had like, such an elaborate <laughs> way of, of speaking to the human condition. Like, it yeah. just, you know, whether it was jealousy, rage, sadness, depression. Very like, much. Like, for instance, I, the last time I played, uh, it was, I remember being involved in a production of Julius Caesar where I played uh, Marcus Brutus, who has, like, I don't know, a good third of the lines. It was intense. Um, but I remember there's this is a villain. But the more I went and did scene study for the character, the more I realized, oh my god, I deeply empathize. With, I feel like, no, he's right. He's absolutely the hero in this story, but he's very clearly the villain. Yeah. But it's, it. there's just so many different layers to it that the more you try to understand a human being, just the more captivating I mostly identify with the villain. Like, I identify with Thanos so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, I totally get where he's coming from with trying to kill half the people on there. Oh like, god. Too many people. <laughs> oh, actually, that reminds me, uh, since you would asked me about the kinds of people I'm sexually attracted to. Yes, um, Thanos? No. Okay. <laughs> um, so, one was a slam poem. Okay. The other was watching somebody paint live. Penis you... paint? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm talking okay. about Homeboy okay. from um, no, 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 To Rest Without Regrets? Yes. Oh, God. Okay, so. I know you like it. It was. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Yes, I do really like. Is hey, he all right? But, she was all right. No, 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 no. See, because but to paint to elaborate on. Your I'm point, not. No, I'm not letting you get away with it because you're saying how you're not sexually attracted to anything. But, but you I quite enjoy a dong wanna... painting the Mona Lisa over here. <laughs> like, no, no, we're not. Gonna, we're not gonna do that over here. We're not gonna no, kind of. That, that shit was fucking hilarious. But, but how, so let me that. let me ask you this: not to segue our conversation, right. but let me ask you: like, how do you reconcile that where it, you personally? are not sexually attracted to the mm-hmm. kind of content that you then can very well produce because you understand, is it because you objectively understand the psychology? Is that like how you're breaking that it down? That actually ties in perfectly with the thing I was trying to explain a moment ago. Okay, yeah. Because the moment I realized, I was like, oh crap, I'm sexually attracted to this person. It wasn't on a video where he was naked at all. Uh-huh. He was fully clothed with a button-up shirt and he was really getting into painting a skull. That's it. What? He was, it was watching the look on his face as he got really intense and detailing the paint, the, sh- the oh, shadows. Oh, that's interesting. You he saw him really, in his genius. I, no, no, not I don't even want to necessarily say genius, but I saw the passion of this person for yeah. their art. I was like, oh my so God. So you saw the emotion. It's the emotion. Like, yeah, exactly. It was, I, it. it was automatic. I was like, I love how much he loves his <laughs> art. It's really interesting. That's yeah, I think and I think another thing you say too is like, you know, mm-hmm. artists tend to be kind of mm-hmm. narcissistic. Some can be. So it's hard. Frankly, most it, can be, but yeah. yeah. So it's like you're grappling with like <laughs> I check myself. I love that you love your art, but I also don't I don't love that you love yourself. <laughs> There's a line between like dude, you know, the amount of times I catch myself looking in the mirror. <laughs> that might be a Cardi B line. Uh, walking past the mirror. Ooh. Damn, I'm fine. That's the best line ever. And I just keep thinking of just going, looking like a stripper when I'm looking in the mirror and I'm slapping on that ass, getting thicker and thicker. What song is that? I don't don't know. Nikki? See no body else. What? Excuse me while I feel myself. Lizzo. Excuse me while I feel myself. I'm like, yeah. Lizzo? Yeah. That's literally a whole song about how she's staring at herself in the mirror. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I 
really identify with this song for some reason. So, you uh-huh. so that's cool, but then people, yeah. men being too narcissistic. No, but I guess it's no, like actually, the narcissism. I love it when men do that too. Like, for instance, there's this, uh, there's, oh my God, I can't remember his name right now, but <gasps> sorry, I'm now, there's this like duet, this duet pair of male burlesque performers, and they're fucking stunning together. And I know that, for instance, if you're looking at like what would be considered like a bodybuilder type, I know neither one of them are. But it's their intention. It's how they connect with their eyes to the audience. That's what you get that, that you're paying for attention me, to. For me, eyes are not just the window to the soul. They are the doors. Whoa, say it again. Say it again. <laughs> let, let it okay. breathe. Let it breathe. Okay. Eyes are not just the window to the soul. They are the doors. My windows to the soul are tinted. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's that's it's key. I have to be able to see you and go, oh my god. Like for instance, there are a couple. But doesn't it kind of lose the allure once you've already seen? So like, I feel like the thing that's attractive about someone is like you know unfolding these layers about well, them. Just, and then if that's they're just too for instance, the attraction. Yeah. I'm not even saying that's how to get in my pants. That's not. It's more like oh, that's when I realize hello. Hello, nurse, is like when, when that happens. You are definitely a theater person. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I got more questions. I will absolutely just start. In fact, the best orgasm I ever had in my life was singing show tunes. What, fucking? I'm cool. Oh, what? Yes. I wasn't even. Okay, it was on. Okay, just I need how, you to reenact. Is it safe to mention types of drugs on this podcast? You, yeah, we talk this about is Ratchet everything. and Woke. Yeah. <laughs> and Woke. Okay, so I was on a shit ton of Molly and a bunch of other things. There we go. All hey. right. And First time ever doing this in my life, and all of a sudden I went out to have a breath of air, and the air was incredibly stimulating. <laughs> and I that air, a yo. friend walked up and basically saw me bent over, almost naked, into in this window, just breathing the air and convulsing, and I couldn't stop. I could not stop breathing the air outside. <laughs> they had to lead me into the house. They helped me down the stairs. I was just screaming, trying not to orgasm down the stairs. That, from the air. that air thick as fuck. <laughs> and, then, and eventually, somehow, I ended up getting into a shower to try to, like, I, I was like. Rub was one like, out. She had to rub one out. Honestly, I was trying to it out. I, like, I started trying that. I was like, no, it's, it's not even that. Like, I couldn't even get stimulation that way. I started singing in the shower. Literally, best orgasms of my life. What what song are you singing? I have to know. I feel Um, pretty. Well, actually, it started out with cabaret songs because, uh, like, there's this one song that honestly just is so heart wrenching because it's just. eh. What were your friends doing Um, while you were like singing cabaret in the shower? Doing drugs upstairs. Okay, but one of them did like help me and stuff like that to get downstairs. She's and they were like, "Here, let me run a bath for you. That way you can like have a time." This whole visual is hilarious. I know. And so by the time I got in there, I just I have no idea how long in the shower I just know that the second I just started humming to myself because I was trying to just find some way to get myself to calm the fuck down I was like I can't stop it's like I'm constantly edging somehow and I'm not even touching well, myself well sound is vibration so your voice was yeah. the vibrator Boom. it was it was and so I remember that is like, the most ratchet and woke shit I've ever heard I'll be that lucky <laughs> You're... Maybe this time he'll stay They're hilarious This reminded me of I, want, I can't say what it's reminding me of Cause uh, yeah. Never mind What? <laughs> I think, I think I of another best... interview we have Where someone started <laughs> singing No I think the best part of the orgasm Happened while singing All that jazz from Chicago It was like amazing All that jazz <laughs> Come on oh, baby, I on know what is spots Where the gin is cold And the piano is hot <laughs> Just a noisy hall where there's a nightly brawl and those jazz. What is happening? (laughs) Performing art schools, yo. It's really what it is. I know that shit. Like I'm. Like Broadway was across the street from my school. No like, way. Like BB Newworth and like the whole like that's you yeah, know like, what I'm saying. Like Broadway, Broadway. Yes, yeah. So you I know went to like school in New York. Oh yeah. So you like I know I know like Chicago is one of those theater like plays that we know for sure. Like okay, you have to to like get in the school. Like you don't do the pleasure of leaving. You do the. No, you're like a theater nerd. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I was in theater because I wanted to write, so I had to like just take theater and I had to act and I you know I got into it. Have you ever heard of Ragtime? Yes, yes. Okay, that was literally the first play ever was involved in. 
Okay. Was yeah. that production? And so I remember awesome. how much that ru- fucked with my head the entire play. But it was freaking gorgeous. It's <laughs> <laughs> so beautifully. I've never yeah. like I used to do plays uh, as a young child, but I think it kind of like fell off for me because actually it, I think it was it was it was for me that's how I based all my friendships actually like I I never really understood what it was like to have friends in high school like most people do because mm-hmm. I did not go to a high school right my, so you were homeschooled right just yes. so for our audience okay so you were homeschooled yes, I was homeschooled. you homeschooled yourself kind of. Yes. In a cult. Uh, from, In a cult. This is true. I also tutored my brothers and mm-hmm. uh, made sure I ran the house most of the time, too. Yeah. But that was, like, after I was eight onward. After you're eight, you basically can run a household. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. It's like Annie. Yeah. yeah. You're in the big it's leagues now, kid. All. You're singing and dancing. You're like Mrs. Doubtfire and Matilda. Exactly. You're so many things oh combined. <laughs> well, it's it's one of those things where it's, like, it's, it's, for me, it was almost a spiritual experience getting into theater. Because mm. I did not know what being social was till I was 18 and first got involved in that, that ragtime musical yeah. show. That's culture shock for that ass. Really? <laughs> you haven't had it's social like, interaction and then the first group you okay. chill with is theater kids? <laughs> yeah. So like, huzzah! <laughs> it's like, holy <laughs> shit, what's going no, on here? Literally. So how I literally went so home crazy. to do research on how to friend, I would watch episodes of Star Trek where Seven of Nine was being taught how to be human. <laughs> Yo, and I, would, Jake, like, how do you... <laughs> and I would literally do what Seven didn't do because I didn't watch so Star awful. Trek. How do you get social cues from Star Trek? <laughs> yeah. Like it's not even a real like they're all spaceships. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like elf ears. Yeah, you, like, you, you, I get it. You hey, like pointy ears? Okay? The Legolas and this Spock will get it. Okay? No, they will. They yeah. will. Okay, but we don't have that much time left, and I really oh, want to get yeah. to this because mm. this is okay. hilarious to me. Okay, so we were you were saying like. Um, you know how hoes or sluts should just own being sluts and like not slut shame. <laughs> Holy and I was shit. like, I'm well, on board absolutely. with that. And you were saying the same thing should be true for like fuck boys. Like rather than them being sneaky and not being upfront and transparent about it. Absolutely. So in my that. opinion, like for instance, I know that I used to be one of these very people that I would with disdain say, oh, he's just a fuck boy. That's why he treated me like this. And I'm like, okay, I need to check that. I personally think that it would save so many hearts out there so many if for instance men could feel just as liberated to own being a fuckboy like for instance some women are liberated to say hey I'm a slut because technically like it's the same fucking thing yeah it's exactly the same thing you like getting your dick wet and you don't want to commit to anything why should that be a shameful thing to hide because actually what hurts is the lie. It's and you wouldn't not. really be a that's fuck what boy. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think, the, I think the very definition of a fuckboy is a person who is toying with the emotions of a woman mm-hmm. to make yeah. it seem that Hence, it's something boy. more than it really is for <laughs> right. you. You know what so I'm think, saying? Like, so I get off on that. Though. It's the it's gaslighting. It's yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. promising the moon and the stars when you only got hard dick and sand. It's a different. Filter, you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> like, and then the, as soon as that happens, it's like well, for, for sand because it's rougher. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I think Sorry, part of being the fuckboy is, like, is no, no, fucking with us. What? It, part of being the fuckboy, the thing that they get off of is is giving these women expectations that they won't get. So I feel like it loses yeah. its allure if, with the transparency, right? Because if you're like, well, listen, I, I just want to fucking get out. Appeal. I understand yeah. there's an appeal, but to me, that's bullshit. Because we're adults. It's emotional abuse. Kind it of way, abs- kind no, of. It's, or like, in this day and age where it's like, consent is everything to me. It's incredibly sexy if somebody checks in to say, hey, so are you cool with this? I'm like, even if I'm not, like, thank you. Oh my <laughs> the God. The things like, that I turn you on, I'm learning you. so much about you. Like, I, <laughs> if I wanted to, I could totally, like, woo you. You know, like, Broadway shows, like, staring at my own She's arms. shooting her shot right now. I, I'm watching it unfold. I'm watching it unfold. <laughs> I'm just saying, I got <laughs> like, it. Like, I got it. No, your future. She's drawing a map. Like, your future <laughs> lover could be listening to this show right now. Oh. And be figuring no, out. No, like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind with, mm-hmm. where Elijah Wood goes in and learns about everything that she likes from her boyfriend I've and then goes back and... Intru- oh, oh, it's good. You got it. it's I actually really want... I, I didn't give you any spoilers, but it's really okay. great. Yeah. yeah. I want to do a music video like that based on Eternal yeah. Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Totally, I love that shit. But to answer your question just specifically about that point, since I know you mentioned it was pretty just interesting, I do genuinely think that it'd be cooler if more did because frankly, I know I don't have time for that shit. For mm-hmm. me, I don't, I don't do hookups. I'm very upfront saying that from the beginning. I'm like, I'm only interested in dating, and to me, dating isn't even a serious term. It means you plan on hanging out with the intention to bang. 
Yeah. That's yeah. what dating means. It's like you don't want to be disposable. That's what but it means. But so many people I've met, especially in like, for instance, I'll say burner community because that's where I've hung out with uh, mm-hmm. more or less before COVID and mm-hmm. during, <laughs> um, is so many of them don't like the term because they feel like it's too serious. I'm like, dating is too serious? serious? Yeah. Like, I'll say that there are are more people I've met that think the term is a serious term. Like, oh no, I can't say you're dating. Like, see, I when I when, when I was growing up, dating like, meant like you were just casually interacting. And that's with well, that's what talking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now see that's that, talking. I, it's, yeah. It's a whole. It's like, oh, we're and talking. Like, that's not mm-hmm. specific enough. Like, I I personally love being bragged about. I love to brag about who I'm happening to talk with. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, like you can to, be like, look, there's gonna yeah. be a, there's gonna be an evolution with our relationship. Like we'll start talking, then dating and maybe I, it won't work out and then we'll stop. But it's like, I don't want to just start it off with us just fucking and never talking again. Like that makes me feel to me, dirty that's or the whatever. Worst. I would much rather know from the get go, like, Hey, let's focus on being friends first. And if something happens, I want to know at least that, uh, there's a possibility of a friendship. However, rather than that being a hope, I know that that is another daydream. What is more important, I'd say for anybody who happens to be listening to this, is instead of Future waiting... Future lovers of Quinn. No, not, <laughs> not even that. Oh, Honestly, okay. I'm thinking more about my sisters out there. Like, oh. any of the women out there who feel like, okay, I'm just going to try again, try again, try again. No, 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 no. Hold your shit. I personally think that is way more important to make sure, are you ready to handle another heartbreak? Mm. Like, are you honestly... Mm. Do you feel like you're okay enough... To be able to be fully okay with the grief process that comes with being betrayed. I don't think people are, and I think that's why they. But I think it's also on a case by case basis. Also, you know what I'm saying? Because certain kinds of breakups that are amicable, Mm -hmm. or certain kind of breakups where both parties just kind of knew it was time. Mm Are beautiful because it's great, and then you maintain a, like a lifelong friendship after that, right? And some, and some are just as beautiful if you never talk again, too, because right. that doesn't negate the exactly. But then there's also disastrous ones. But it, oh, it, yeah. so, but I, <laughs> yeah. I say all that to say that the way that it ends will determine what you feel afterwards, ah. right? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If that's you fine. if you didn't see it coming and you felt like the rug was swept from under you, that's that's a grief process. Yes, totally. That's a it trauma. Yes. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Whereas if you kind of seen it was on its way, I was... Or it's like if there was cheating or like, you know, yeah. a baby or like... Oh my you know, God, yeah. Person, like, all like this that. shit. And it's There's like so many yeah. different levels to this. So I wouldn't even say wait till you're completely healed because what the fuck does that even mean? No one's ever completely Everybody healed. Has their own no, I think process. I think the the most important part is wait till you're healing, meaning that yes. you are doing wait the work. Like for instance, <laughs> I would want to like for instance, I zero tolerance for anybody that's not in therapy. <laughs> At I this like point, that. Everybody yeah. needs therapy. I cannot vouch for it higher enough. And even if it's not possible to afford it, because I know that that's obviously a thing too, there are other options to get therapy on a very in a very affordable manner. Oh yeah, there is. There is. Hit me up. Literally, ask me who my therapist is. Or <laughs> no, I feel you. I think a lot of people are like. Yeah. I think the reason why people don't do therapy is because mm-hmm. just getting them to actually make that initial, yeah. you know, reaching out, that initial appointment. That's like the one barrier that it is. Yeah. Um. But we before we end, okay. I think so, we have to normalize. I mean, we have ten minutes. Oh, okay. Oh, we do? But I think okay. we have to normalize mental health. I think we have to. The only yes. way you're going to normalize mental health is by identifying that collectively as West as a society we are traumatized. That's if you actually, can't, sorry. No, I was just going to say if you can't acknowledge that, then you're not going to acknowledge that there is a need for everybody to gain some level of totally. mental health. You know what I'm saying? People are like, I don't know what I go to therapy for, and I think you can't. You shouldn't even go to therapy if you don't think you need it at that point. Like, yeah, it's, if you're living delusionally. Weirdest weirdest emotional breakthroughs on days I felt I didn't need therapy. Uh, but when I felt completely fine, I'm like, do I really need to keep this appointment? Like, yeah. I'm fine. And all of a sudden, something came out. I didn't even know I needed to talk about something, but it came out anyway. Um, and that's actually to tie back to the uh, social media thing we were talking about earlier. I know that these days, what I focus on is any of my like 24-hour posts. I always make a point to post something about mental health. Mm. Whether that be sharing if I had a hard day mm-hmm. or sharing just some general knowledge thing. I personally am very against vague booking. I think it's incredibly childish. What's vague booking? Yeah. Uh, vague booking is the thing when... <laughs> I've never heard of this. Okay. Imagine you see a Facebook post which is like, I'm hurt tonight. Don't ask why. <laughs> I hate that. We've all like, oh, shut I don't want to talk about it, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Those. Followed That's, by 57 comments. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> do you do want to talk if, about it? If I really...
really want, um, like for instance, I'll have a select few people I'll want to talk to about something. But these days, at least for myself, and especially, especially when COVID hit, there were so many people I knew who said, I'm going to remember that these people stopped talking to me. And I'm like, we're in a fucking pandemic. Oh yeah. I remember you posted about that. I I I hate people who have those kind of provocative posts. Like if you ain't checking in, you getting cut off or like. They have these antagonistic yeah. posts it's about like, like, did you check in with me? Like, what uh, if I'm going through some shit? Like, yeah, like I actually have a bunch of friends that I thought were like family, and I still think maybe they are. But again, we're going through all our respective shit. There are some people I flat out had to block because I noticed I'm feeling triggered by either, like for instance, when the George Floyd riots were happening, I realized it's so up. I've noticed that my algorithmic uh, thing online went down drastically. And I was like, oh, interesting. I noticed I was posting a lot of Black Lives Matter stuff, I mean, mm-hmm. to be fair. But I also noticed that my close friends, I got a lot of people blocking me. And I was huh. like, people I never expected to. Interesting. And it's because they see those like things. Like burner community people? No, I'm talking about, like, like that was just one group okay. of people I happen to know. I okay. know of a lot of different kinds of people. Like, as you mentioned. I just nerds, associate. Musical theater, like, lots of different yeah, things. Okay. Like, <laughs> so what I'm talking about is, like, people I considered, like, close, like, family mm-hmm. literally just stopped reaching out and I realized I tried to do a check for myself mm-hmm. so I check my text messages and see how many times have I reached out have they reached out to me first and I noticed a pattern of certain people it'd be like six messages for me maybe three but is that is, is that a necessity yeah. to quantify that to try to determine whether or not like you I think people move in terms of like who you value and who you're, who's important to you. I think you... Yeah, and again, it's you know just a totally like, different level of that. So yeah. what I was saying was not to say that I didn't think they were not important. It right. was me noticing that, for, for instance, uh, two, two things. One is I realized my morals did not align as much with theirs. Okay. In, yeah. one, in one particular yeah, way. Yeah, so yeah, for instance, yeah. with I want anybody close to my heart has to be an avid person for Black Lives Matter. But. They can't have voted for Trump the second time. Like, I can okay. almost bypass it the first because, frankly, like, I grew up conservative myself. Right. I am not now. But I still remember what that mental process yeah, is Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. You can understand the thinking. It's yeah. hard to reconcile. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know. It's I don't know if I would say, like, I don't know if I would give, like, these parameters, like, like, yes, the black lives. <laughs> I don't know because then it's like, yeah. I think that we need to have these dialogues with people because just because people have these mindsets doesn't mean that they can't, you know, oh, no. change. Absolutely. You know what true. I mean? I, I know for me personally, I'll absolutely go to my way to talk about these things when the time is right. So for instance, if it's a heated topic or something that might cause a lot of comment wars, I personally don't like to post anything that specifically feeds that fire. Oh, okay. I'd rather I post... like feeding the fire. <laughs> <laughs> and again, and like again, stoking it, feeding it, starting it. And that's totally fine. Up. I know for me personally, because I already make time to do that personally, mm. so I'll meet people for coffee. Yeah. And we'll have a two-hour conversation about race. Okay. So I'd rather have a face-to-face or like a Zoom-to-Zoom or something like that right. where we can try to really have a one-on-one, soul-to-soul understanding. Yeah, Facebook isn't the place to try and yeah. like change no. people's minds. I know that at least for me and my mental health, I no longer have the patience, bandwidth, or interest to want to have emotional conversations without a face. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would be interested, babe. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like if there was someone that you grew up with that you're friends with mm-hmm. and you're family, and I'm talking to you, baby. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing you. Okay. I know okay. I'm just looking at the time. Um, and they were like an all lives matter person. Are you someone that would be like, I'm just going to cut off anyone that's not in support of this? Or are you like a case-by-case thing? Like, I would rather like try and level with this person and see if maybe I can make them understand or it's like I mean I want to chat I want to be in a position where for me it's 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 twofold I think one and I think we're going to go over time but it's fine um for those who are what listening to us on the Block 105, tune into us on Spotify and you'll hear the extended version. So I'll just put <laughs> yes, thank you, the Block 105. Yes. Peace. <laughs> um but I think for me it's it's one of those things where in those moments I recognize it as an opportunity for it to be a teachable moment to the person who is saying whatever it is that they're saying. Yes. And I also feel as a person of color or whatever I'm offended by, Mm -hmm. right? It's a responsibility of mine to be in this space and hold space. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, let me, I'm not going to be argumentative, but I'm going to push back what you're talking about or what you're trying to imply. A lot of time people just, 
they feel they they hear me and they hear that I'm well spoken, so they think that oh he's he's black but he speaks well, so maybe he'll buy into a lot of my like they open up and they'll say I had movers who because they they heard how I spoke they thought I was in on making fun of Orientals as they called them or the Asian people they thought I was in on the joke because I I was like I was well spoken and I kind of pushed them like yeah are we really calling them that still like is that what we're just to kind of give them like some pause to think like who who do you think you're talking to yeah. like that's that's okay to say because it's about an Asian person I'm going to be as complicit in the disrespect right with that's you my way you know what I'm saying just because you're not offending me as a black guy I'm thinking you're okay to talk about my landlord in a certain way I'm like nah that's not cool you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I would hope that somebody in the, in that respect would say the same about me if they were talking about mm-hmm. me in a disparaging way, right? Like hold space, but even for people who are offensive to um, Latinos or Black people in a way that I'm, I, I you got to just challenge them on it. You know what I'm saying? I was raised by white family, so like mm-hmm. I often had these conversations as I was growing into my own consciousness throughout later high school, college. I'm coming back home and we're having these political, we're having these racial conversations. And I'm like, you know, and it becomes uncomfortable with loved ones, but I think it's important to hold that space. Right. Have those conversations. So because they're the people whose minds you need to change, you know, like for us, everyone having the same views and just sitting in a circle and parroting the same things back to each other, that doesn't change anything. No, I think it's people who you got to kind of like on a case by case basis say like, is this somebody in a position of authority or power that can influence other people in their corner? Right? Can they be an ally at some point? Right? But if it's like the seventy-year-old yeah, white guy yeah. driving the bus, nah. he's said and done. He's yeah. been like, you know, you can unfriend that. Yeah, too. like I'm not. It's not even unfriending. But That's I'm talking about personally. Exactly like what I was thinking about when I was talking about, I like a face-to-face. I like to make sure I make the time person-to-person. Because again, like I grew up in a world mm-hmm. where it was white dominant, and so I felt like I was the only brown person. My mom was the only brown person I properly saw on a regular basis. Um, and it was very disheartening because by the time I actually met other people who looked more like me and then who were much darker, I'm like, I felt like I no longer, I've never really felt like I fit anywhere. Yeah. I've never felt like I fit anywhere at all. Mm-hmm. All I knew was I identified as human. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and even that might be questionable. The mysterious yeah. Aquarius. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, in any case, it's it's really interesting to know that there are other people that want to hold space and stuff like yeah. that. Because, like, it is so important to try to get to a common understanding. Right. Which is why, for instance, everything that I put on my social media essentially will cater to that. And then I'll do even more of that when I put that on my Patreon because I want to make sure anybody that talks to me, I want you to know you're getting to know me. Yeah. You're not just getting to see... It's having an interpersonal connection with somebody, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, like, for instance, my Patreon is more turned into, like, a blog. It's Mm -hmm. like, hey, this is what I did through here. This is where I was mentally when I went through this space. I was disheartened by this, but I feel filled with so much hope and joy because of your support and this, this, this. Yeah. Do you feel... Not to cut you off, but mm -hmm. do you feel... um, that your fan base or your community that you've built for yourself is is, is receptive to, to these, like, amendments to, like, your brand as a, as a, as a creator? Like, are you, I feel like, like enough of them are. Okay. Because yeah. there are a bunch that I realize just no longer follow me anymore because they, I guess some people just like to fetishize a certain appearance. Yeah, like, shut yeah, up yeah. and dribble kind of thing. Like, kind, you don't exactly. need to hear like, your... I don't, yeah, I, I'm, not, like a, I'm not tuned in to, to you for your politics, right? Yeah. Or a lot yeah. will just assume that because they see me do like quasi kinky things online, they think I'm down to, you know, meet them in a hotel and make out yeah. with them in a shower. I think it's, it's people having a very one dimensional. They have a one dimensional view of who you are. And when yeah. you assert your multi textured, multi dimensional style, it, it bothers them because no, they only yeah, see, they sure. only want to see you one way. Because you know people are compartmentalized, and I feel that all the time yeah, with my music. It, it, They'll be like, exactly. "Oh, you're ratchet! Like I cannot see you performing in a woke space." And it's like, <laughs> I'm, I, I feel like I'm a very spiritual person. I just don't feel like I need to like subscribe to all these other things, like the tropes of tea that, tree yeah. oil or whatever the fuck. Exactly, you don't have the like, exactly. I mean, I'm not spiritual, and I'm not well read, and I'm not educated. Yeah. It's just like I can be sexual and have lyrics that are super ratchet, but I can also be, you know, the person that can like 
you know, that reads books every single fucking day of my life, you know? So it's just annoying that we live in a society that, like, you look this way, so you're this way and this way and this yeah, way. Yeah, it's cool. compartmentalization. Yeah. It's the way, it's our social constructs. And when you're breaking the paradigm of social constructs, you're going to have that friction. You're not going to be understood in the same yeah. way. So it's like, you have to kind of just recognize that and own it. Like, I, I understand that my brand as an artist on one layer level or another is going to be misunderstood for this time. You know what I mean? Because that's the frustration is that and then you have to recognize, am I making art for this time or am I, am I making art to live forever? Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, do I want to be popping now or do I want to be like, I mean, I'm perfectly fine dying and like people picking up on my work after and I become like whatever. I'm perfectly fine with that. No, it's not a martyr. It's not, I'm not dying for a cause. I'm just saying for, for my work to, to reach critical mass posthumously is perfectly a fine reality for me you provided that right I'm, I'm I'm not trying to die but my point <laughs> is that, that I see what you mean that you're talking about you want to create content of quality content that will last it's going to it live forever it doesn't matter if it happens in your time yeah like, like Moses instance, didn't make it to the promised land yeah. that he was preaching about like so like you just you so want like, it to uh, live Vincent forever Van Gogh died in mm-hmm. poverty he mm-hmm. was mocked his entire life everyone right. thought he was a joke and his paintings are some of the most beloved in all the world now. Right. Van Gogh, right. Tesla. He's like, oh, I don't get her paintings. And he's like, what is it? Some Picasso guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, he'll, he won't amount to anything. Yeah, right. I oh, guarantee. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, all right, we know you're full of shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, we could talk forever, but we're, yeah. we're over the 60 minutes. I mean, we okay. could continue on, but um, just to wind down, like, like, what's what's one message you're trying to put out into the world in your in your in your seductive, inspirational, <laughs> intentional way? Like, what's one message? And then give if people your social media. If I were to leave anybody well. with one message, yeah. the sexiest thing a person can do is heal. Uh, the sexiest thing you can do is heal. You're such a great Ratchet and Woke guest. Cause, like, you're <laughs> this is a, this has been phenomenal. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it, it, it just, it ran It's so really on brand with everything. Fluidly. It's amazing. Oh no, it's a blast. And now it's we amazing. should come on, babe. Why don't we paint the town? <laughs> and all that jazz. All that jazz. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, there's so many theater people in the room. <laughs> All right, shout out your um your social medias and where people can follow you, your Patreon, all that stuff. Yes, please. of course. So you can find me, Quinn de la Roche, at quincreative.com, spelled Q-U-I-N creative.com. It's going to be listed in the link. You know how it works. Yeah. Uh, Patreon, same thing, patreon.com forward slash Quinn de la Noche. Same thing on my Instagram. Of the night. Do they know how to spell De La yeah, Noche? Exactly. For all you so that actually, that, that's an inside joke because so many people kept calling me Aaliyah and Alicia Keys. Uh, and they kept yeah, saying, yeah. oh, you look like a gasha. You're the queen of the damned. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. but Ooh. queen of the damned doesn't translate as well into Spanish, so it went of the night. Oh, queen like of the night. So, but my um, name is Quinn. Got so. it. So, and I like that. And that's Quinn, Q-U-apostrophe-I-N. Yeah, I, I keep fucking. I was I was showing her my laptop with like you know her being the guest, and she's like, "There's an apostrophe between the you and, and you know I. why? Yeah. No one's gonna see this, but only me. one <laughs> and. And it's brilliant because for branding purposes, you Google Q U apostrophe I M, and the only thing that comes up. Beautiful. That's amazing. That's exactly. Yeah. I have the exact right. opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Ratchet okay, and Wolf podcast. So much, guys. <laughs> yes, it was been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, Ratchet and Woke Podcast at gmail.com is where you can email us questions, comments, and topics. Peace, everyone. We're out of here. Ta-da. Ta-da. Now you can sing us out. Oh, okay. <laughs>